Whoa, Mondo Cool. That's right, boys. Mondo Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Mondo Cool Podcast. Mondo, 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 Mondo. Cool, cool, cool. cool. What up, y'all? Love you, Austin. I love you guys. I'm at the airport. Have a good one. Bye, buddy. Go, Mondo, Mondo, Mondo. <laughs> mondo, Mondo, Mondo. So, yeah, Austin's uh, out this week. But we're here. So, it's just the, the, the Mark Rique team up. <laughs> uh, we're, not, we're not tackling fucking eight albums this time, so no. it's going to be way... <laughs> way more laid back. Less of a relaxed. burden. <laughs> way less stressed out. Yeah. yeah. So, we're chilling. We're here live and direct on Twitch, 9 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday. Come through on this, the 3rd of October. 2017. A special day. It sure is. A special, the special <laughs> Real, day. real anime nerds know what I'm talking about right now. But, yeah. um, yeah. Let's get Wait, into this it, episode. Today's also the Mean Girls Day, right? Is it? I think it's the Mean Girls and Full Metal Alchemist. Damn. Are both the, weirdly. It's oh, it's October 5th. Or was it? October 5th. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. But it's, it's I around don't, I, don't, I don't know Mean Girls. Dates, y'all. But, yeah, let's go crazy on this episode. We're switching it up. We're starting up with the hip-hop headlines this time around. So mm. let's dive the fuck right in. Here we go. Starting off with MF Doom. Doing what MF Doom does, which is be really elusive, confusing, and, I don't know, enigmatic. But uh, he, we all got excited, if you're an MF Doom stan like I am, for last Tuesday. We were expecting his newest track for the Missing Notebook Rhymes. And then all of a sudden, the site's down, and so is all of the tracks that were released. So we're like, what the fuck? And then, to make things worse, Adult Swim tweets out that they've apparently cut ties with MF Dooms. Unfortunately, the missing notebooks rhymes are, in fact, missing now. Mm -hmm. And so at first, we were just like, damn, what the hell happened? I mean, MF Doom historically has a pretty tight relationship with Adult Swim. They promoted... Uh, I, I thought also, just historically to mention, MF, if you're not familiar with MF Doom, uh, or like if you're not familiar with his like public mm-hmm. uh, shenanigans, right. like he was known before for hiring like fake uh, Dooms to perform at like uh, concerts. And like people would just go and watch like a, a, the wrong person and like lip-sync the track over his yeah lip sync over his beats and his like music but yeah he would he constantly just like a very difficult person to work with right and uh, always kind of like taking like almost performance art-esque right character of a villain and actually doing like kind of <laughs> pretty things. villainous things yeah, yeah. So it seemed sad, but par the course for MF Doom. Yeah. But luckily, MF Doom, our backslash, whatever the hell it is, the Reddit got on it, and they took their whole sleuth mode into it, and they looked at the source code for the Missing Notebook Rhymes website, and found in it, I think I have it pulled up, hold up here, let me get real in-depth on this shit. Make sure y'all can see this shit. Okay. But if you look in the source code right in this bullshit here, you'll see where it says track artist Doom featuring Jason Marco, who's like, Jason DeMarco is like the guy who does the Adult Swim singles program and kind of orchestrates all the music they play. And the track called It's All Alive. 
So is this some type of elaborate play? Is there a reason it's called the missing notebooks and now missing notebook rhymes and now they're missing? Mm, who knows? I don't know. So I don't know what this is going to lead into. It's like some crazy album rollout that yeah, you Doom can, would fucking If you're really do. that interested, you can check out the code on like the... We're looking at a Mass Appeal blog Yeah, post. Mass Appeal has an article called uh, We're Doom and Adults from Trolling Us that kind of like goes into the crazy reddit page about it but. i mean it's also really weird that a lot of the songs being released at least all, most of them were like yeah songs a lot of them were like lucy's already yeah like you could find in other places so it's it weird so it does seem like it is like a troll that's why like he released some of these songs because they were just kind of like b-sides anyway mm, and this yeah. is gonna lead into an actual like exclusive drop i've heard but i don't know there's a bunch of speculation about it because it is fucking another classic wild doom play so who knows what this is gonna lead into but classic doom being the motherfucking super villain and causing shenanigans Hmm. keeping us on our toes and uh speaking of keeping us on our toes cardi b Number one, a song which attracts a lot of attention. Number one, which attracts a lot of attention and, of course, a lot of haters. And one of the many things she's been getting hated for is using, just blatantly using Kodak Black's flow. And finally, she's addressed it saying, quote, I'm going to sound like all your favorite rappers. I'm going to take all their flows and I'm going to body it, bitch. One day I'm going to sound like Kodak Black. The next I'm going to sound like Meek Mill. Then I'm going to sound like Migos. I don't give a fuck. What are your thoughts on flow stealing? Um, I mean, people do it all the time. Like she admits it. Right. Yeah, it's like. I feel like it's a weird thing to get like upset. Every, about. Everybody has the fucking same ass flow right now. Like yeah. Triplet. Like. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. The fact that she'll admit that she's, I don't know, stealing them and just making music. It's right. like there can only be so many flows. Right. Like, I don't know. Like. At least she's giving her homage and at least telling, like, naming the people. Right. I and mean, even she named a song Bodak Yellow for, like, Kodak Black, mm-hmm. right? So, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody steals right. at this point. And uh, the fact that she admits to it is, like, I guess better than not. No, for sure. If she was just, like, if she was, she was like, no, this is all original. Like, I'm a great rapper. I'd be like, really? Come on. But the <laughs> fact that she's so honest about it, I think I can't, like, be mad. Right. And I think it's just, like, it's one of those things that's very stupid to get mad about because hip-hop is just, like, a constantly evolving thing. Like, there's always going to be new flows and same flows. And I feel like... The cool thing is just, like, seeing how other people tackle a flow and whether or not they Mm -hmm. do it well. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do it well, you do it well. It doesn't matter, like, who started it or whatever. Like, just make it good. Yeah, there's a, I think, like, (laughs) this is, like, almost like an incestuous quality. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact of, like, just, like, all, it's almost like, um, I don't know how to, like, what, how to explain it. It's like. (laughs) Like an echo chamber right. of like similar flows will happen when, it, when there's like a big song, right. like either like Amigos or whatever. Like there'll be like a thousand songs, right. and there's to set yourself apart. It's very like minor. Th- there's a lot of factors, mm-hmm. either like whether it's like your who your public profile. We'll take Cardi B, right? Right. Public profile, and I guess just like raw talent, and also just like what you're saying, like mm-hmm. lyrics, beat another huge thing to take into consideration crucial yeah so yeah just like uh to even become popular off of using someone else's flow you need to have some sort of skill right still 
no matter what. Like, it's not... Well, I guess we'll see with Cardi B in the future. But at the moment, she, she crafted a song that everyone's like, yeah, it's a pretty good, catchy song, mm-hmm. right? And, and she's using a flow that a, lot, a thousand songs have. Right. But her song's the big one. Yeah. And I think that happened for a reason. That's, I mean, not, that's not just because the flow. There's right. Other, there's other things. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the same argument with like sampling, like where you're just like, oh, they're not playing an instrument, they're just taking from something else. But I mean, there's definitely, a, you have to have a level of talent to like make it your own thing and make it sound different. Mm-hmm. And I think she does that successfully, so it's not a big deal. I mean, you take an example of like rock stuff, right? Like, right. Like, uh, was it like um, fucking Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. would steal melodies from like other bands all the right. time. But the thing is, they just do it different enough that people give them credit. Like, they're considered, like, one of the best rock bands ever, right? Mm-hmm. But they stole a fucking a bunch a of shit from, of yeah, stuff, from yeah. like, blues artists and whatnot. And, it's like, and Beatles, too. Like, they, it, music has always been like that. So, um, just, like, create stuff and just do enough to differentiate yourself. And you'll see the results. For sure. Yeah. So, I think it's just because hip-hop's so young that people don't... I. People know, but don't. Like, right. there's always, like, the, the, the that idea that they have to be, like, a fucking brand new, like, original thing. But that doesn't exist. Right. Like, everything just stems off of something else. Exactly. Like, Little Yachty doesn't exist in a vacuum. Exactly. Right? Like, there's, there's a bunch <laughs> there's of a other, bunch other things yeah. that are influencing none, him none, as well, so... Art in general doesn't exist in a vacuum. <laughs> Whoa. What up? Forgot the alerts were on. What's up, yo? Well, what's the alert for? That one follow? Let's find out. It'll come up. In hey a guys, second. this is exciting stuff here. We're out here. We're doing big things, people. We're blowing but yeah, up. Man, thanks for the follow. Appreciate it. Art in general doesn't exist in a vacuum. So um, I think it's just something people have a tough time with just other things in general. But since hip hop's so young, I think it's like a thing that people, it's more contentious. Right. So it's harder to like accept. Like every, I feel like anything different in hip hop, just like being even, it's so incremental, mm-hmm. but yet like everyone thinks it's <laughs> the biggest thing ever. Yeah, just yeah. ruining the genre. Like that's that's the toughest part. Is every little thing that ha- like a way a rapper dresses or a beat change, something. Everyone's like, this is the worst thing for hip hop. It's ruining hip. Like yeah. everyone's ready to toss that argument out. Mm-hmm. And it's super frustrating. It's like auto tune, which is like, oh, this is dead with Jay Z, right? Yeah. And then look at today, like like fucking every. Everything uses autotune. Hip hop's now pop music, and autotune's used in every song. Right. Like, so it's just it is what it is at this point. But you know, we're rocking with it. But big dropping of a bomb and transition. That's right. Needle Drop, aka Anthony Fantano, has now been pretty much hit under fire. This is kind of breaking-ish news happening within the late last eight hours. Mm-hmm. But basically. Um, Anthony Fantano's had a side channel that's been kind of blowing up right now. Um, what's that? It's called like, that's the plan. Shit. It's been taken down. It's called that's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan, and it's been taken down due to like what's happening right now. But basically, Fader had sent Anthony Fantano an uh, email being like, "Hey, like, there's a kind of a lot of problematic stuff happening on your side channel, and like." It seems like you're catering really heavily to the alt-right, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to, you know, get your opinion on it. And I guess Anthony Fantano did not want to take the time, go through the media bullshit, and just kind of screen-capped it and said, hit piece incoming. And sure enough, the guy who sent them the email wrote this pretty long 
piece basically saying that Anthony Fantano, while having great music reviews and everything on the side, is also making this, like, alt-right comedy channel Mm -hmm. on the side, just kind of scathing him. Linking him up with uh, Sam Hyde, who I guess appeared on an episode of his podcast. Yeah, Sam Hyde did. And uh, I, I, I'm like, I think we're both like fans of mm-hmm. people who like watch his reviews. Right. Just because he's the most prominent like mu- music reviewer right. in general, probably, in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Like that, at least, yeah, for sure. I just like the, the terms of like being, the, he's the number one music reviewer in general, probably on YouTube, yeah, I think. Yeah, not easily. So, um... Uh, I'm familiar with this, his other channel. I'm familiar with this podcast where he had Sam Hyde. I remember by the time when he brought Sam Hyde in, Sam Hyde was like a dude who was just like, everyone just thought was just like a really edgy, like, like comedian. A comedian dude. Well, he's still a comedian. Right. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. But like, it was like not like, it was like Tim and Eric, but like more intense. And it wasn't necessarily, um, he did say like fucked up crazy shit during it because mm-hmm. I listened to it like beforehand, but right. it wasn't it wasn't him being like he's an alt right guy. Let me get him on the podcast right. type thing. And um, I think this is just like a super awkward situation for him because he just I think he made a lot of I don't think he necessarily I don't think his beliefs at all right. lie within the alt right stuff. I think it, at worst he's like a Bernie bro type mm-hmm. dude. Where he'll just use like he'd be like casually racist, misogynistic, and mm-hmm. certain with certain things, but not like on purpose or maybe like I think often he uses it like a satire. Right. Perhaps his beliefs don't lie there, but then he like tries to make make. He's not very good at making those types of jokes. Right. So I think it just comes off. Uh, so instead, he often like just pulls from like memes and whatnot, right. and like. Our mu- like the music on 4chan is like a huge thing so he like pull memes from that right. and I think he just ended up accidentally cultivating like this very like dude like ulti right like right. fan base that's because like, he's been terrible. popular on Mew or whatever the yeah. fuck it's called for a very long time so I guess it was bound to like get revealed that like his some of his fan like a lot of his fans come from that and then I don't know there's just I went through the article and some things I'm like, I get, and some things are a little, like, unfair. Like, they point at, like, the fact that, like, he'll be making, like, jokes, and there's, like, meme, the, like, deep-fried memes are in the background. Yeah. And, like, some of them will say, like, the N-word, mm-hmm. but, like, he's not, like, saying the memes no. or even doing it. They're just, like, there as part of, like, aesthetic for the particular joke. And so things like that, I'm like, alright, that doesn't make him alt-right for addressing, like, popular memes. And then, like... I, I'm confused at like how like certain things are even within like the alt right like consciousness like like him making a video about Hobson being the best rapper alive. Yeah, I was like I don't think the alt right gives a fuck about Hobson. <laughs> yeah, like, it I like four chan maybe, but not necessarily the alt right aspect of four chan. I think I think um, I think four chan's often uh, combined with alt right. Right and. Deservedly so. Right. Like, I mean, that's where a lot of them. I think it's just associated. An, yeah, I think it's just the inconvenience of him catering to 4chan. Right. So I think the proper um, title of that piece would be like he created a channel that caters to 4chan. Right. Right. That's like what he actually did. Right. And 4chan is not. It doesn't really have like it. It does have alt right leanings at points. At other times, it's just like kind of like. Not kind of apolitical and more just kind of like just du- douchey people. Yeah. Just trying to cause shit and they don't give a fuck and they'll just like ruin people's lives and just like, or they just like mock like any social thing mm-hmm. happening no matter in whatever direction. But 
Um, there are like certain things that I do. It's just such a tough situation, I think, right. for him in certain regards. Because like he he's always been like a proponent. I was like see, like always being like, hey, let's have like a dialogue. Let's like talk about something. Like right. let's not always just shut stuff down. The problem is like all right has taken that yeah to like make, this yeah. huge level right yeah because like you can't really have a debate when one person's like a Nazi and it's like hey you should not live here or die right. like that's not a, ta- a debate worth right. having right so like but then um, yeah he just kind of it, it's easy to fall within like see the same rhetoric right and yeah I I'm like um, I'm very very interested. I think depending on how he responds, I, I'm very interested to see. I think shutting down the channel was a good move mm-hmm. on his part. Being like, he might have realized it. Right. Maybe it's the monetization thing. I don't know. But yeah, I think he's making some right moves right now to save right. face. I think what he's really gonna have to do is shred a little bit of his ego here. I think he's gonna have to like really address the major thing because like what's really happening is like you kind of harped on this but um like he's he's one of the people who feels that like things are like too pc right now and that people are getting too quickly upset about certain things Mm -hmm. which is obviously something that all right has taken yeah crazy lengths Mm -hmm. but i think that the one thing that he's like the trap that he's like falling into is i'm gonna call it the uh untouchable complex Mm -hmm. where a lot of especially white dudes We'll get into this scenario where because they're desensitized to certain issues and, you know, they see things happen and they're not immediately like, oh, this is horrible. I'm going to harp on this. You know, I can't. Mm-hmm. It's You can't talk about this yet. It's too soon. Mm-hmm. He's not like one of those per- type of people that feel that way. And then because he himself is like a white male doesn't like experience a lot of this firsthand. He has this feeling where like he can joke about these things because it's like funny, like in the terms of like. I don't know, just, like, crazy shit. Like, the XXX thing, he just kind of makes fun of it because, like, I mean, those things aren't affecting him personally and he's just, like, it's just, like, a joke you can make because it's a thing that's happening Mm -hmm. and jokes are funny. But, like, it's just, it's awkward for, for like, a white male to do this because they're not experiencing it. They don't have it in first hand. Like, when Michael Shea makes jokes about race, he, I mean, he can be desensitized to it and make enough to make the joke Mm -hmm. about it, but he's also living it. Like, he's experiencing it, Mm -hmm. where, like, domestic violence, Anthony Brentano isn't experiencing. He's not experiencing racism in certain things. So they get this point where they're like, it's not a big deal to me. Why is it a big deal to you? But it's like some of these people are really experiencing these things, and Mm -hmm. it does affect them. Yeah. So that's what he has to, like... Like, I get, like, it's not a big deal. Just make a joke. Like, it's just a joke. But you also Mm -hmm. have to feel that it's very real for some people, and I think that's what he has to address and why people get mad about these things in the first place. So like you said, he's doing the right thing. He deleted the channel because it caused outcry, and he just has to know, like, certain things are going to get people upset, and you have to know why they're going to make people upset, Mm -hmm. and, like, at least appreciate that, you know what I mean? We'll be Mm -hmm. like, all right, that's too far, that's too far, and Mm -hmm. then kind of take it from there, and if that's the steps he takes, I'll be like, cool, like, we can keep watching Needle Drop reviews, but if he's just kind of like everyone, if he kind of, like, doubles down on it like an alt-right person would, not necessarily saying that'll make him alt-right, but it's not going to look good, and I don't think that would be the right move. Yeah, um, I'm very interested. Like, it, <laughs> I feel like it's super hard for him not to be defensive. Yeah, because like, because I know he does seem like the type who's gonna get really defensive about it. 
Yeah, it's it's a tough uh, position. Because he has like been pretty good for the culture. He's put a lot of good artists on. He's you know obviously knows his shit, and yeah. he's obviously and, not and racist. He, I mean, he's also like promoted definitely like several like women and of color mm-hmm. and and people just like that he'll put like actually champion right for I don't know. It's like for definitely people like. It's weird just imagine like somebody who loves open mic eagle. Right. Isn't all right. Like, it's <laughs> exactly. like a weird like uh, uh, thing. I think he just like made a dumb mistakes. Yeah. And I think he did cultivate an audience of like those people because you can tell in the comments. That, right. Like the fucking it's ridiculous sometimes. I like the fucking the melon jokes are funny, but like <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, it's just like a very toxic audience he's developed of mostly dudes, which I know for a fact. Mm-hmm is based on stats he gave out like a year or two ago right so yeah may i think there's a reason why mostly dudes ended up and i think it might be because he cultivated that kind of like look in like 4chan and whatnot for sure and he's never like really addressed it and i'm really interested to see how he's gonna do that now right whether or not he's gonna be like yeah i think i did associate with people i shouldn't have and like uh some people could have taken this like the wrong way but i I guess I think for him just to, to admit that hey yeah this could be interpreted in certain ways and right. I could have cultivated like this like side I don't like so that's why I'm taking steps to isolate shed, yeah to shed that. to shed that off and right. just like kind of like promote like better more uh, I say like more of a better and open dialogue that's less toxic right rather than like a like an open dialogue where everyone can say what the fuck they want like right. there there's a, I think it's just defining open dialogue within like the right spaces right as opposed to like arguing for one side their lives <laughs> and the other side they're just making like saying the n-word and making like telling them to kill themselves and right. stuff so like yeah it's not there it's a great environment where proper debate can happen exactly as opposed to like you know just Screaming, yeah, just screaming toxic yeah. craziness, yeah, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I don't well, know. Yeah, yeah, the response is gonna be key, and unfortunately, he's gonna have to sit here and you know, there's gonna be a lot of a lot of people piggybacking on the Fader article, and I'm sure he's gonna get a lot of negative press right now, but he just has to make sure he responds to it yeah, the right way. Club did yeah, it. I already yeah. saw yeah. that, so I was like, yep, it's beginning. So a firestorm is definitely on the on the approach, but we'll see how he responds to it. I, it's like just a quick thing it's just like some of the albums he like promotes on his channel are just so like not all like he, I remember one of his favorite albums last year was like the Solange album like, yeah. you think all writers listen to Solange, <laughs> Solange? no like, not at all like, yeah. or think the Paper Butterfly was the best album like rap album last 10 years yeah like that's like it's just like weird uh, yeah cause an all writer would hear like all right and be like this is garbage whereas you know he champions it yeah so I, I think um I think it's more defining where he stands on stuff to his audience so they know, maybe. Right. Maybe that's the way. I don't know. It's He has to do what he needs to do, but, like, he definitely has shown, like... I think most of his mistakes are just, ca- as you said, casual, like, white guy faults. Right. Of just, like, not understanding certain things. Right. But he, I think his heart is in the right place. Because, like, even, like, the ability to cultivate, you know, an alt-right audience is something a lot of people wouldn't have like as a non-white person you would not be able to do that Mm -hmm. they would just not even come in so he's just allowing them he's like those aren't my beliefs they can hang out here and give me subscribers if they want to which is a very privileged thing to be able to do Mm -hmm. so it's just like things like that that he'll have to really take into account and going forward yeah i think it's like a I, i think it's a tough spot i think a lot of people may have those audiences too 
like you take Ice Poseidon, you right. take like those people, like those the Peter Pie, mm-hmm. like yeah, it's just like the people themselves know not, but they don't like say anything to stop right. the ones doing those things. Exactly. So, and that's why we get these issues. But yeah, I think that about covers it. We'll see what happens. Now to move on to more interesting, not as political, but political issues. Um, Amber Rose had her annual slut walk this past weekend, and 21 Savage was there, arm in arm, supporting his boo. And of course, Toxic Man came out of nowhere telling, telling 21 Savage soft and caping and all these things for doing that, which is ridiculous. What's caping? Like, just like, you know, doing things just to get... Like, doing nice things for women just to get pussy, basically. Okay. So they were just like, you're, you're trying to look good for your girlfriend. You don't care. Like, you don't support. Like, you're soft for doing this and, like, all this other stuff. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what 21 Savage's stance on feminism is. But he's supporting his girlfriend. Of course, that's what he's going to do. Uh, he's, his brief response was basically... I, like, I, I left yeah. his... <laughs> get off my girlfriend's dick. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty straightforward. I'm just, like, classic. Every now and again, you get a reminder that, like, hip-hop I, fans are bad yeah, sometimes. Yeah, there, it's, like, uh, it's, like, one of those, it's those tough things. It's, like, as we, it's, like, audiences mm-hmm. for stuff that you just forget about, like, a portion of. Like, right. there's, like, the very sexist and homophobic side of hip-hop mm-hmm. that is very present. Right. And you just, like, sometimes you just, like, you see, like, I don't know, like, a Kevin Abstract song, and you just go through the comments, and there'll just be this, like, a portion of just, like, these fucking mean comments. And you're just, like, still? Yeah, you're still like, out here, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, people just, like, turn off. Yeah. Like, they, they can't, like, they can't allow it. It's just, like, it's the same... With like as we said before, with like uh, the changes in music, or, right. like changing in sound and stuff, it's same with like ideals and what they see. Right. So it, even if it's so incremental and small, like the, the it's just people unwilling to change. Right. And allow things to like morph. Right. Right. Like, yeah. It's just, and then people get frustrated and there's blowback. Like it's, yeah. It's yeah. So it's frustrating. I'm glad for Twenty One Savage. I'm glad for Amber Rose. Shouts out to them for doing their thing. I hope they stay together. They're quickly become they're grown their couple relationship has quickly grown on me. I feel like they're both like in in very different ways complement each other, but mm-hmm. they're similar. You right. know what I mean? Exactly. Like I feel like Amber Rose is very um like in your face and like like honest. Right. And well, Twenty One Savage is more like laid back and honest. But there's two people who are very, very themselves. Right. Right? Like even if I don't like, I think I think Twenty One Savage has like a couple good songs, but mm-hmm. not like as a whole. I'm like I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. I like I can tell like this guy is just being himself. Right. These are just honest songs of him talking about his life, who he is, and then he's the fact that he goes and performs and he's just like it's just him. <laughs> like he doesn't fucking, no frills, he fucking, no background. He fucking, yeah, he fucking doesn't jump around. He doesn't hype up the crowd. He mm-hmm. literally just walks and he's just fucking like stoic and he raps. Yeah, like the fucking Twenty One Savage is just himself and he's selling everything based on who he is and what he likes right right and then ambrose is the exact same type of person but more in your face and mm-hmm. like kind of like shocking about right. it right quote unquote but yeah they, i think they're a good pair because of that i think the two people definitely unafraid to piss people off and you know be themselves be themselves and yeah one can be like more in the sidelines like 21 savage because ambrose is definitely a person who's more front more, more, more in the forefront yeah. for sure yeah 
But uh, speaking of someone who is definitely themselves, Gucci Mane out here officially launching his new clothing line, uh, Delantic, giving us our his first drop. So we're gonna show you a quick little thing of that. Boop, 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 boop. No, there it is. So yeah, we got his first drop out here. Some new designs. I the classic, the classic fur coat. So you can check these out on Delantic.com. They're like forty dollars each. Yeah, and they look pretty cool. They look pretty solid. It's a little, a little, pr uh, little uh, pricey. Yeah, a little, little on the pricier side. I feel like a t-shirt should max be like twenty-five bucks. I know. Anything 20, else? 30's pushing it, but if it's really cool, fine. But forty dollars for a t-shirt—that's a lot. It's a bit much, but. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's... People are paying for it. I mean, he's not going to come out with low. That yellow one looks cool. Can you click on that one? This one? Yeah. Trap God Saves. Yeah, that's a cool one. But that's $40 for yeah, a t-shirt. $40. For a t-shirt I can make. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not made out of Egyptian cotton. Like, fucking... It's ridiculous. But, I mean, it looks pretty cool. And he's he's trying to make it, like clear that this isn't just like merch mm -hmm. like this is like a real clothing line they're going to be having lookbooks they're having drops they're going to be putting out a lot of stuff and we'll see how long it stays because rappers try to have clothing lines all the time and some stay and some die so so wait we'll those see. are the stay ones uh out of uh, let's take tyler and pharrell out okay who are they, whoever Oof, stays. that's tough you take them out i mean i'm just curious because i can't think of anybody else there's not i mean rockwear lasted like 10 years oh is it that dead and then but it's dead now mm. so you can't count them same with like sean john mm -hmm. um those were the other big ones. I mean, right now there's... Um, Pusha T's clothing line's kind of, like, kicking. Play clothes is doing okay. And Kanye. Uh-huh. It's like, he, it kind of, it's just merch, right? Yeah. Kanye's I mean, Kanye's, Kanye's, like, those shoes, that's, like, legitimate. Those yeah, you're like, right. Those shoes are legitimate. Mm -hmm. But it's not like there's a store, like, a Kanye right. brand. Because right? that's true, because he's just releasing them through Adidas. Yeah, so golf is, like... Golf club, yeah, there's that's a lookbook every season. Right. Like, there's something you know. Same with fucking uh, bath was it bath? No, not bathing ape. Fucking ice cream boys. Or yeah, um, billionaire boys. Club. I guess bathing ape is uh, based from the rappers. It's true. Those, those those Japanese rappers, mm -hmm. right? And it's co-owned by um, Pharrell. So yeah, going by Pharrell. So yeah, I don't know. Just like ooh, it doesn't seem there's a lot of merch things that last a long time but if a if person could pull it off Gucci Mane might be yeah I mean he's definitely got the influence to make people want to buy stuff that's made by Gucci but we'll see I hope that it lasts I hope that it gets better and we'll see do you think people like will buy stuff if, if Gucci wears it like yeah. consistently okay because mm -hmm. I, I think so too but like part of it is just like I don't know it's because like Pharrell and Tyler have such a defined aesthetic like like Pharrell's kind of like a skater boy, like he's kind of like quieter, right. quirky, or like kind of like, like button ups and like shirts. And then uh, Tyler has like the Easter egg kind of like multicolored look. So I don't know whether I can't really tell if there's like a defining thing with his clothing right now. It just looks cool. Right, it just kind of looks cool. He definitely doesn't have like a set, I don't know, aesthetic that he's going for. Yeah, I'm curious what the like design. I think someone. I think someone who formerly worked with Supreme is on a part of his like. Fashion that's why there's a. That's why there's a that's fucking the box logo. Yeah. That's so stupid. So, but there's <laughs> you have to come up like with that. different things other than the fucking box logo. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I hope he really tunes in. It's decent for a first drop. 
from someone who yeah. didn't go to fashion school or isn't really into design like that. So That's true. It's a decent, decent first drop. We'll, we'll see, see where it goes. Yeah. Maybe he'll catch me dropping forty on it. We'll what's, see. What's next? Next we got Migos. Speaking of doing things out of their wheelhouse, Migos in a recent Zayn Love interview. I mean, normally I would take something like this with a grain of salt, but basically. Uh, Zane Lowe asked them what they were doing outside of music, and literally in an instant, Offset said movies. Mm -hmm. He said, we're working on movies, we're trying to get into that wheelhouse, they said they're working on a script, and they're working with a couple people, Quavo's on it, working on a couple scripts, so they're trying to get a movie out there, they're trying to be like Ice Cube, specifically is what they said. Well, well, Dan, that's tough to, is it funny? They're they not, didn't really say what genre they're getting t- into. I think the tough thing is with Migos is that they're seeing them outside of the music. They've been like terrible in interviews, right? And they don't. I don't know. That's usually not a good sign for <laughs> for good actors. No. So well, it's not necessarily they'll be in it. Oh, that's a good point. No, yeah. but Ice Cube is it, Ice, Ice Cube is the model. Cube then they're in it, right? Mm-hmm. But is the model Friday or is it Boys in the Hood? Like. That's what I don't know yet. We didn't really get into a genre. They just said they're working on it. They're writing it. They're not really it's funny. funny. No. <laughs> like, I mean, they're pretty... To take their only acting role, they're good in that Atlanta scene. They are. They're true. But, but they they're can't... also just playing, like, themselves. Ice Cube kind of plays himself, though. That's true. That's true. Ice Cube just has, like, a really defined and unique character, mm-hmm. as opposed to Migos, right? Right, because we don't really they're, know they're, what their personalities yeah, they're are just, like. Yeah, they're just, like, intense drug dealers, right? Right. Ice Cube is like you have a he's just like he's like an angry dude who's like I don't know has like a moral code mm-hmm. and like there's a lot going on with yeah, Ice Cube yeah and he's a good actor too you can he's, he's he there's nuance to Ice Cube uh, yeah you can really tell that and are we done yet yeah <laughs> there's nuance in what he wants to do yeah like no, you'll take sure. you'll take fucking what's that movie the George Clooney movie the one with. Uh, Three Kings. Oh like, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were like that, which is like oh know, yeah, really cool, genuinely cool. good. Yeah, performance Boys in the Hood. Uh, I think he's good in Friday. He's in himself, but he's funny. He's funny in Friday. Yeah, so and that's a I great sp- script. Yeah, I'm mad that he wrote that even. And Twenty One Jump Street is fucking hilarious. That's like so funny. So um, Ice Cube knows that'd be funny. I don't know about Migos. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see them having much range other than playing like a good drug dealer, because <laughs> they are pretty intimidating in that one Atlanta scene, but. I don't know what else they got planned. I don't know what they got cooked up. I don't know if they have the next hood classic up their sleeves, but I don't know. I'm curious to see them try. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> I hope more than anything it's weird. Yeah. I hope it's because like if you take what was it the other music? I think the only one they've directed directed is T-shirt. Yeah. So Which is pretty crazy. That's a pretty wild video. Yeah. So hopefully they'll be as imaginative with their movies. I mean, I was talking to the guy about this earlier, but Quavo on the script, Tyler directing, we could get the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I think, what was Quavo right? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what vision that man has up his sleeve for the next great movie. Dude, I don't know. Movie. Like, I can imagine more of like a Lil Yachty movie right. in my head more than a Quavo movie. But it's only because I just don't know, like anything about them like personally was because they just don't like give in-depth interviews they don't like talk about what they're into like i don't know what they do in their spare time i don't know what yeah (laughs) what's take off into is take off like anime like what does he do when he's not on stage or in the studio dude yeah uh, yeah 
So I, like, that's why I just can't picture them like just like the the p like the little nuances of who they are. I don't know. They're just like a collective. Who like some like it's just weird too because we're okay. Let's just transition. Uh, we have Action Bronson. Action Bronson gets a cooking show. Pretty cool. But yeah. let's transition into the Miko song. <laughs> I think this is a good place to do that. All right. So starting okay. things off. Well, we're going to the last one first. Yeah, let's go. I mean, we're talking about Migos right now. Let's just go and let's talk right. about Migos song. Well, then let's hop into the hot or not segment where yeah. we, of course, go through the songs that Sorry. came out last Sorry. week. I just feel like this is natural. That's fair. Yeah. And we rate them hot or not. So we're gonna start things up from the bottom here with Steve Aoki's newest track, Night Call, featuring Migos and Lil Yachty. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. So. What I was going to talk about was that, like, it's, like, a weird thing where, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, Quavo's the best rapper right now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's the only, like, he's the really good one. The other two just kind of, like, are cool. Right. But then, like, Offset, then on a couple songs, is, like, the one I'm like, oh, wow, Offset's actually, like, the, he's really stepped up. He's, right. like, actually one of the best. He's probably better than Quavo now. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. And then this song... Takeoff. <laughs> Takeoff fucking kills it. So I feel like at this point I'm having an identity crisis with Migos because I'm like, well, I don't know who's who now. Like, kind of. Yeah, I don't know who to like go to for so, certain things. So, so Quavo is like a hook guy, and then Offset and Takeoff can both rap. So it's, Takeoff sometimes because Takeoff is awesome in this song, and this is a pretty fun song. Like, uh, I thought the visuals were pretty cool, and it's it's like just like. A typical kind of like hype EDM rap song, right. I guess. And I think it's more interesting the thing that you wrote there about like EDM and rap becoming more of a thing, right? Because that seems like it's gonna be the next step here. Like basically, the roles have hugely reversed. There was a time where EDM was killing it; it was all over the charts. It was super popular, and now we're at this point where hip hop is now officially the most popular genre of music, mm-hmm. and EDM is pretty much on its way out. It's like mm-hmm. all the big festivals are having a huge drop in attendance. It's becoming pretty clear that like EDM is dying, mm-hmm. and so I feel like what a lot of DJs are doing are being like, "Well, we made these like pseudo trap music already, so why don't we just like make more traditional sounding trap?" And just work with rappers and then kind of still just, I don't know, do the DJ Khaled thing and just have songs where it's just featuring rappers and they're just... At least they're making the music. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like Carnage just and TV chilling out. And it's, yeah, like it's, it's working at varying degrees, right? You have like Carnage making really interesting hype music. Mm-hmm. You have Calvin Harris making really like interesting pop songs with rappers. Yeah, kind of like 70s. Yeah. Like, yeah. And now you have Steve Aoki going a little bit more of like what you would expect. So Calvin Harris is an EDM dude? Yeah, he's like, a I famous, didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when he came out with those songs, I was like, who fucks Calvin Harris? And why is he working with Migos and fucking Frank Ocean? But he was like Ocean? a huge DJ, like one of the most popular ones for like a little when like the heat of EDM was happening. Who's like the the main dude, the fucking big big EDM dude, like the like the Michael Bay of EDM? Uh oh, mm, there's like a lot of comp- like that's like I don't know. I'd compare he, him to like Tiesto or something. No no no, it's like the, he has a video with like wolves and stuff in it. Ah, uh, shit, man. He, who's like the biggest EDM dude? I don't know. I mean, I don't care enough, so it's hard for me to judge. But I mean, there's like Avicii, there's like Skrillex, there's like... Oh, the Skrillex also will point out the Skrillex... Yeah, did the the remix for Humble. He did remix for Humble. Yeah. Which is another thing to point out, like somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think they are. That's it. But yeah, so... But um, let's give you guys a little sample of what we're talking about here. This is the track. (laughs) 
Let me know how that audio sounds, y'all. Oh, David Kenna, yeah. Yeah, he was huge. I don't know. Dead Mouse just seems like so anti that, I feel like. I feel like he hates rap or something. Like, he'd be that guy. Chris has been doing it for a while, though. Yeah, because he worked with uh, ASAP Rocky like two albums ago. Yeah, and, like, yeah, so he's about it. And Vic. Yeah. But more importantly, let's get to the fucking takeoff part, cause takeoff comes in and just fucking kills it. Skip the right part. Yeah. Yeah. Here you go. So yeah, Takeoff comes in with a fucking monster verse. I feel like the longest verse he's had, like yeah. an Amigo song ever. I can't, yeah, dude, I don't ever remember him. But Like, I listen to Culture and I don't even know, like... Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I can't name you, like, one Takeoff verse that was, like, iconic. Yeah, so but maybe he's, he's stepping it up now. Coming up swinging. Went he, to rap school. But yeah, he's doing his thing. He got sick of being left off, so he's ready to show his fucking chops. But, um... Cool, yeah. yeah, I think it's a good song, so hot. I think it's a fun... I mean, it's nothing, like, special. Right. But it's, like, if... I don't know, it does it has all the necessary little trappings of being, like... I think it's, like, either... <laughs> there's, like, some in between where it's very close to being hot. Like, mm-hmm. it could have been if it was a little crazier, but, like... You know what? It's, like, inoffensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what, like... Kind of brings it less on the hot for me. What? Surprisingly, Lil Yachty. I don't yeah. know, something about his auto tune on this, like, it's just. I wasn't really feeling it. This verse is like, okay, it's not like there's bad mm-hmm. lines or anything, but I don't know, something about sonically, I was like, this distracts me from this song. Like, something was off about it. I was like, it doesn't quite fit. I don't know. I feel like it should have just been Migos or something. I don't know. Something about his verse took me out of it and that kind of. And because it's so long, too, it's a pretty long verse from Yachty that I was just like, Alright, there's like a good minute and 15 of this song that I'm like not really feeling, and that uh-huh. kind of brought it down. It's a for long me. song, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess like, yeah, it's very much in the middle of meh. Yeah. It's true. But uh, speaking of hype tracks, the boy, Ski Mask the Slump God, Liggity Liggity, coming in with another track featuring uh, Keith Ape, the 88 Rising signee. So for you, for those of you who don't know what the 88 Rising label is, uh, major label doing huge things for uh, Asian rappers right now. Probably the biggest label for Asian rappers that's doing numbers right now. And they are just killing it with everybody they have on there. They have Keith A, Pyre Brothers, uh, Joji, Rich Chiga, 
Um, so they got a pretty solid lineup. Definitely hit up their channel and see what they're about. They're doing some pretty cool shit. And, yeah, they um, definitely, within like a year and a half, have made like a huge wave. Huge stride. Yeah. Because before you could maybe name one, and now mm -hmm. there's like a whole lineup of people making good shit. Yeah, and the people so. are listening to it too. Like, they're, I mean, like clubs and stuff are playing this music now. Mm hmm. So shout outs to them. Here's a little snippet. They turn the little bass a little bit. Hey! Oh, Cole Bennett, I didn't know that. Yeah, Cole Bennett, of course. He's been loving uh, Ski Mask. So yeah, that's the uh, track. Actually, let me show you uh, Keith Ape for people who haven't experienced him. So, um, I think, uh, just like an important thing to, like, I think I just realized or like I've thought about before, mm -hmm. um, and just like was reminded of is that uh, I think part of the success of like a Keith Ape and 88 Rising in general yeah. is that like kind of like hip hop has veered more away from like lyricism and more into like kind of like beats and kind of like sounds right so like then people can listen to music that you know it's in the language they don't understand but it's still like hype or cool because yeah, like, always that's the melodies like the are so catchy the like, most interesting part of like all the Keith April collabs is there's no you've no idea what he's saying right and no. then he's been collaborating with a lot of American artists uh -huh. and so it's just like curious like what happens when they're shooting that video you know like <laughs> like I feel like they most people don't know and, what they're saying yeah the songs already like, the, no no most people don't know like even like. Like on their own tracks, right? Like right. they're like, I don't know what that guy said, but he's on <laughs> my track. Like he's got he's got the sauce, so I'm fucking with it. Yeah. So yeah, since I think it's more melody and like kind of like emotion driven, like trap music is big now. I think that has given an opportunity for a lot of these like Korean rappers, like Keith Ape. Um, I mean, Rich Chica speaks English, and so High yeah. Brothers who are Chinese. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they've given. Because uh, they're, they're great with melody and flows and whatnot. Right. So, like, yeah, they, they're good. That's why they're good. Yeah. That's why, and that's why they, I think they can get... I think the interesting thing is that they get popular, like, here. Right. Right? And I think that's the reason why. And I think this is a good song. I think Ski Master Song is a really wacky... He's killing it. Really wacky <laughs> rapper. Like, he's definitely, like, paving his own little path of just, I don't know, just, like, ad-lib... Rapping 
I don't know. I just crazy flows, crazy ad libs, crazy energy. I mean, rapping over it. Any. I think it's like the modern ODB. Right. Like SoundCloud ODB is like the closest mm-hmm. thing I could throw. Which is like just very unconventional, just a wild, full of energy person that you're just you don't know what they're gonna do next. Yeah. I it's like thing is. I would before I would have put like ASAP Ferg and kind of like oh he's kind of like an ODB type just because he's like different but right. dude Ski Master Slump God fucking takes the cake <laughs> yeah that dude is the weirdest like flow voices everything mm-hmm. uh, I think the only thing I think the song is catchy is good right. I uh, I even liked his like mixtape I just I kind of wish his like instrumentals were as crazy as he is right I think he goes crazy on instrumentals that are traditionally like hyping good ones mm-hmm. but I, I would just love to see an instrumental as like as fucking wacky and off the wall as he is right cause he's, he is really getting to this point where he's loving like the bass boosted sound mm-hmm. and I mean he does experiment somewhat like no tilt's a little weird yeah um and he just sounds good on like a variety of beats I think that's what's gonna like really keep him going and keeping him have like a really high interest and in staying power is him rapping over weird beats like him rapping over the missy beat is the tip like an old timberland beat mm-hmm. is like i want more stuff like that it's just mm-hmm. like him over beats you're not really expecting and him just knocking it out of the park yeah that, that i think that'd be very exciting yeah I, but that's like a weird beat for him to be on right i think that's I think a combination of just beats I wouldn't want, like, necessarily think he would be on. Because mm-hmm. this hype shit, he's per- I think he's perfected. Right. I think it's like a science. Like, he can make hot tracks. Right. Like, but I, I want to see him explore it a little more. Make, exactly. Make, uh, may, may perhaps put, like, do a boom bap song. I have a really interesting... <laughs> yeah, just, what, what, what the can, fuck, what what the can fuck he would he sound like? Yeah. Or, or maybe go in another direction. I would, like, put, like, Young Thug, right? Mm-hmm. You pick, like, a Carnage... And make a fucking oh crazy song like yeah. that with him on it. He has the energy. He has like he's inventive enough. So like, he's definitely playing his cards right of like being more like normal. Uh, he's still weird, right? But more conventional like beats, right. I guess. More like popular SoundCloud beats of now, right? So like, I could hear X X on this, right? Because this is kind of a bass boosted like mm-hmm. mosh yeah, rap yeah, that yeah. they're spearheading, and he's really like pushing that because that's what's you know kind of put him on the scene. Yeah, but I feel like he shouldn't be afraid to keep experimenting too. Yeah, I uh, I, I guess part of it is just, like maybe I want him to have more of a sound mm-hmm. as like also a thing like something I'd be like this sounds like, like a, this is ski. a ski mask the song like if I hear his voice I'm like oh this is ski mask the song right right <laughs> <laughs> the minute ad libs start flying out like, I'm I like oh it's ski mask the song you can never not know it's him right but. In terms of just music, I, I feel like I heard this song and I could hear uh, XX on it. Right. Or like... Trippy, Famous Dex, yeah, Trippy, yeah. any of those guys. So I, I think he's so original and different. I want him to really set himself apart musically as because he already did with his voice. And right. Whatnot. I would love to see that happen. Not like maybe in everything, but maybe just be like, whoa, this dude, there's his other side or something else. Right. right. But yeah, he's... he's Still a hot track. Still a cool song. Definitely okay. a hot track. Like, Definitely I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. Definitely check out Ski Mask. Definitely check out 88 Rising. Yeah. Stay up on your shit. Um, but speaking of pe- being people you're not sure what they're going to do next, Brockhampton, a group that on the day they released their second project, also released a single for an upcoming third project. Yeah, actually it was the day before. Oh, it was the day before. Or yeah. wacky. <laughs> just craziness. And now... They've gone back to Saturation 1 to release a music video for one of the fourth track, uh, Boys. 
And they've done it in like Hello boys. <laughs> in like the weirdest way you could. Um so they released the video on like a secondary channel that's I called uh Brockhampton Vault. Okay, so oh, do shit, you think do you think that they run it? I think they run it because, like, otherwise, whoever has like access to this account is like a fucking stalker. I'll show you like some of the um, other videos that are on it because they're really funny, actually. Boys Hampton. Brockhampton. I can't spell. Boys Brockhampton. <gasps> oh, I thought you were you combining Brock and. Boys? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so I was like, they're no, boys. No, this is just the song. Now. I think. This is it. This is just the song. Oh no. Yeah. This is just the song, dude. Isn't it? Yeah. So you need the found footage suit. Oh. Okay, no, that's the right thing. Yeah. You're right. So it's released on this weird channel called Brockhampton Vault with like 7,000 subscribers. And we just get this wild found footage style video of them in like some type of, I don't know, church or something. Mm-hmm. Um, just going fucking nuts. But it's an old song. This isn't a new new track. This is from their first album. And, you know, it's a fucking banger. But it's, like, done in a whisper into, like, the... Yeah, they do, like, a little mess of seance intro. Um, to, to Kevin Abstract, to, like, if you follow him, I, I found stuff, like, he posts, like, he'll do live streams where he plays, I, I guess, Session Late, so the, the song. Yeah, let's just the... Okay. So yeah, that's the crazy Bob Viola that going thing. But yeah. What were you gonna say? Uh, oh yeah, if you follow him as like Insta Live and stuff, mm-hmm. like they, there's posts I think in the Brockhampton Vault. I'm not, but they're online where he like plays like rough versions of songs or like longer versions oh, okay. of other songs. So like this is probably just like something they made for fun, and then they're just like, all right, let me throw it on or whatever. Because <laughs> like he's released longer versions of different alternative versions of songs. Because he played like. Uh, I think there's videos of him playing like alternate versions of uh, fucking Junkie with like a completely different beat under it. Oh really? Yeah, and like uh, like a longer version with longer verses from certain people. I think like Joe Joby had a, like a longer verse on. Oh no, that wait, yeah, Junkie's old one had to from from Don McLean. You know, on the end he has like a super like a sh- short like right. fast verse. He had like, a way longer verse, and he oh. played it like the longer version too. So yeah, I think he's unafraid to like show like like kind of like junk vault stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not scared of showing it. So I think this is part of that like thing where he's just kind of like very open and just like share stuff. Well, the vault's got some fucking gems in it. Let me tell you. Um, I went through it just to check out some shit. We got this gem right here. Clean as they come. I got a record, but I'm clean as they come. I'm Godzilla when they see they come. What? Whoa! Whoa! Did you catch that one? They just come? I'm Godzilla when they see they come. On 37th, used to run from the bloods. The undercovers got a duck when they come. I moved out and then a couple of months. I'm gonna come and call me a club. I'm gonna come on the back of the bus. And I'm in the front seat. Wow. 
Uh, go to Camp Green Lake, go further down. Wait, what the fuck? Is this graduation? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's just all kinds of... That oh, so like... oh, so these are the Insta posts I was talking about. Oh, okay. This is the OG junkie. Yeah, the, and then there's like... Yeah, yeah, and then some songs, and... I don't know, dude. Maybe this is weird. Camp Green Lake. Go to Camp Green Lake real quick. Where? Go up, 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 up. up. Yeah, there it is. What's this? Welcome to Camp Green Lake. At Camp Green Lake, there will be no electronic devices. There will be no iPhones, no MacBooks, no Wi-Fi. Welcome to Camp Green Lake. We want you. We want you now. Shut the you fuck up. There's no one fucking here. You look like fucking Cisco. <laughs> Fuck him, Greenlight. And this fucking album. Fuck this. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, if this like if is if this isn't done by them, they have a fucking stalker that they need to address. But um yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's not if there's a stalker, that's not like something weird because that would that's true. That would I mean, exist if you're popular. That people who crazy like, shit. Yeah. Yeah, but they hopefully they, not your graduation I, though. <laughs> I mean, otherwise, it's really weird. Some of the stuff. Yeah, it's probably run by them. Yeah, it's a fun little vault. You guys should check it out if you're a fan. Yeah, shout out to Brack Brackhampton. Shout out to Brockhampton, and uh, definitely check out. Both Saturation 1 and Saturation 2. Check out this fucking vault. It's got all kinds of crazy shit in it. But if you don't know about Brock, Brock Hampton, I can't say their name. Brock Hampton. Brock Hampton, you need to fucking learn. Um, but yeah, that's them. Uh, what else do we got on deck here? Um, ah, yes. The Underachievers, uh, the duo from Flatbush, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys who've been. Mark has followed them for a while. I've been following them since fucking, Jesus, like junior year of high school, like eight years ago. But they kind of came in at a time, uh, around the same time as Joey Badass, where they were just spearheading this like New York revivalist yeah, movement. Beast Coast. Beast Coast of like, here's what New York was known for and we're going to take that sound and make it our own and make it newer, make it fresh. And people hopped onto it in droves because it was like, you know, that real hip-hop shit and it was what, you know, boom, the golden era sounded like, but it was new and refreshing. And then I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the line, they released two really good albums and somewhere along the lines, the hype for them just fucking died. And even somewhat the same for Flatbush Zombies. Something about the Beast Coast movement just kind of tanked in popularity as, you know, trap and everything else has really blossomed, but... I don't know. They're still really good, and their newest single proves that. I'm going to play that right now. I think they used to be signed to Flying Lotus' label. They used to be signed to Brain Feeder? I thought it, they were on Brain Feeder. Damn, that'd be fucking tight. I don't think so anymore, because I didn't see Brain Feeder on the thing. I thought they were signed to someone cool, and I don't remember. I thought it was Brain Feeder, but maybe it's not. I don't know, but here's a snippet of the new track. Straight from a bomb that'll turn that nigga to a ghost. Ain't no love in my city, straight drugs in my city, niggas walk around this shit. 
know how. Gotta keep the gang here with me, they dang hoe. Empty niggas wanna bang, want no smoke. Nigga has to cash out, silly with the bag out with me. Nigga tryna tag, show me how I go. Follow my eyes, shit gon' be right on the prize. Rubbing the set with the guys, fill up them pies. Run up a check to get high. Fuckin' my nigga, we grind. Out of my mind, most of these niggas is lying. All of my shit is designed. Look at me shine, nigga, my kid up your lines. So yeah, that's the gist of their latest single packs. Um, no word on their latest project. I mean, they just had an album come out in May, so I'm sure they're not in a huge rush. But um, basically, yeah, I don't know what happened, but the hype for them and Flatbush Zombies and a lot of the good Beast Coast, except for maybe Joey, has really been kind of seeing a tank in popularity right now. For sure. And yeah. it's uh, too bad, because despite, like, you know, say what you will about the real hip-hop and all that, they make good music, and they've proven that they can make some really good projects, and I'm excited to see what they do next, and I hope that they can kind of slowly build. They were also making build. different music. There yeah. Were, like, I mean, Joey was more 90s, but, like, I would say Flatbush was more trap and, like, newer. Mm -hmm. And, and they had, like, some, they, I mean, kind of known for their trippy, weird style, too, of, like, the boom bap, because they had some yeah, like, crazy yeah. shit and the carry samples. And oh, yeah, for sure. All kinds of um, stuff, too. I think the, the, I think the hype kind of died down maybe due to, like, mediocre albums. Yeah. Because, like, Flatbush Zombie had like a mediocre. Right, like their, their follow-up was kind of like three thousand, yeah, whatever. Three thousand. That was like that was okay. And then Underachiever's last album, I fucking heard nobody talk about it. Nobody so. talked about it, and even the like what happened in Flash, but Flatbush mixtape was just kind of okay. So it was after Evermore happened, <coughs> which is a good album. Evermore. What is it? The Duality of Man? Yeah, I think it's a really cool concept. Really good, really cool concept album. It's Does it start introspective and then get high? Yeah, or, introspective yeah. is the first half. But there's, there's, yeah, there's two halves, day and night, and one of them's introspective and one of them's hype shit, and both are really good to combine for just an all-around really dope project. Yeah. And they're just, you know, they're making really awesome, interesting music. Young guys, we saw them live, incredible concert. Yeah, I forgot. Um, yeah, that was a while ago. Holy shit, I did mm -hmm. see them live. So, but wait, I mean, we'll see. Was that wait? Was that with Joey Badass or was that? I because they were the headliners, but someone cool opened for them, and I don't remember who. I don't think it was Despot. I think that was. Whoa! Did I pay to see them? Yeah. Whoa, that's so crazy! I do not. I like. I remember seeing. We were them. so into. It was for the, the Evermore album. And we were like really into that album, and we saw them. Fuck, it's crazy. It. I don't even. I like. I remember it. But like, it's like a dream. Like, I just can't crazy. remember who opened for that concert. That's like. It was. It was definitely the Paradise Rock Club. Right? Yeah, definitely the Paradise. I think I remember because I remember I asked Ben to see if he could get us in for free. Right. I think it's that one. Mm -hmm. Was it that one? Yeah. But um, was it Wiki? Not Wiki. No, Wiki was all Run the Jewels. Yeah, it was Run the Jewels. Because that was yeah, it was Wiki Despot Run the Jewels. Mm -hmm. You seen Wiki like, twice. Wow, okay. What's next? But, uh, yeah, moving right along. Uh, listen to Underachievers. They are good, despite the hype going down for them. This, this, song is, this song is sick. Listen it's to Evermore. Evermore is a cool album. Um, ah, speaking they, of concerts. They, they, can get, they can get a little, sorry, they can get a little preachy in certain parts, though. That's like true. They they have, but I don't, they did their thing. They get a little preachy. They're indigos, so they get, a, they get a lot of into the third, keep your third eye open talks, but it's not too bad. It's, it doesn't they don't beat you over the head with it um, but yeah speaking of people we've seen in concert run the jewels dropping a new song for the FIFA 18 soundtrack let's cue that up for the kind people 
<laughs> you can start at 48 seconds. I really should, because I feel like this intro is mad long, but... <laughs> this sounds like a FIFA song. That's the thing, I gotta say, they definitely nailed what they needed to do. It was like, we gotta make this for our opening menu, <laughs> and they fucking nailed that. This sounds like FIFA drums. I don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing, but now it just sounds like FIFA drums. <laughs> we got the FIFA snare on here. A warrior, my story glory bound. Warrior down here, a monster for the sickest shut out when my story found. I overcame every obstacle that's ever placed. The gods have promised victory will one day know my fate. Won't be denied the prize. Won't be denied my prize. RTJ all day, and they here, they round here. Be two of the other guys. Don't know, don't care, don't really give fuck. So fuck, they know, don't fuck with mine. And let it be known and truth be shown, we kill shit, they ain't no compromise. It's good. It's a good one. I mean, for those of you who don't know, if you've been living under a dang rock this whole time, Run the Jewels kind of is the duo taking two people who were kind of unsung heroes on their own. You have mm-hmm. LP, who was part of Company Flow, producer, rapper, who got a bit of an underground shine, but never really blew I, I up. Think, I think he also helped run Def Jux Records. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and he definitely he produced a lot of like great underground artists. Had an amazing producing style, was really awesome, and just kind of... Got up there, but never really broke through the ceiling. Same with uh, Killer Mike, who started off on the uh, on a Outcast single, Whole World, uh-huh. and blew up and was really interesting. People were into him, but never quite cracked the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And then they linked up together and made three huge critical albums as Run to as Run the Jewels, um, really solidifying a both hype and political uh, sound that has really taken them to the next level. And here I they are. I feel a like it, it's like a weird yeah. thing with them where I feel almost like, for some reason, I, I, I think, you know how like X-Men and the Avengers, like they feel like they exist in like separate universes, even though right. they are technically in the same place? Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like with Run the Jewels, because I feel like Run the Jewels just exists in Run the Jewels verse. Right. Where music sounds like that. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't sound like that. Like, it just, it's just so its own thing. Right. And it's so just them that, like, I can't... Yeah, it's just, like... It's just exist almost... It's not... I remember I said before that music doesn't exist in a vacuum. It feels like... Run, Run the, the Jewels, Jewels might. Run <laughs> the Jewels definitely... It, it can't, I can see, like, the pieces from a long time ago, but it just it, it was just such a culmination of so many things happening over so many years, and just, like, LP refined... All of them refining their, their craft for so long mm-hmm. that they've just, like... I don't know, just, like, become, like, this very idiosyncratic, like, duo. Right. Where... Yeah, it's just like an interesting thing to talk about because like when I listen to Run the Jewels, it's just like wow, they're doing that. That yeah, it's not like anything I think sounds like that other than Run the Jewels, which is really just a credit to them for how much success they've had. Because normally when you have such a niche sound, you're like, oh, this is awesome, but like it's not gonna like it. Dude, this there's is also no one copying thing. them. Yeah, like, no one can make an LPP. Like, no one, like, no one can make an LPP. No one can really rap like they rap, and really, I mean. 
combine hype, make you want to mosh music with like also make you think about what's happening in society. And I think also I think that's really and they're funny too. Yeah, and I think just their personality, their honesty, their charm, and just like the things they represent and like I mean, the Killer fucking, Mike has been doing fucking, a political campaign. They're fucking old as fuck too. Yeah, they're both, both like forties. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like there's such a fucking rant. Like dude, who reaches the <laughs> rap? becomes a popular duo at 40. Like, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. That's so crazy. Like, I, I, it's just so, it just feels like a thing that, like, it, it must be insane to them that they've reached, like, this level Pizza. of popularity. Yeah, at 40 something, they they make hype rap music that people During the peak to. of hip hop, where, like, two, the like, peak age is like 16. Two chubby dudes. <laughs> like, it's not even, like, two, like, these, like, hyper, like, mm-hmm. fucking. Super marketable artists. Yeah, no, it's like these, the chubby, slubby dudes. <laughs> but shout outs to them. Yeah. Getting that. I'm sure they got a nice little check for the FIFA soundtrack. They make so, great music. I mean, like, they, they can fucking make music. Uh,. Just like I think they can make a song like 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 for nothing. Right. Like they made songs for fucking Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, I don't know. It's always it's always good. Yeah. Always shout outs to them. Check out Run the Jewels one, two, and three. Um and all three. Those. All three of them are fucking good. So and free. And free. Damn, I didn't even think about. It. They're all free. So nothing's stopping you. Get on that shit. What are you waiting for? And uh, finally, we're ending things off with. Oh, I mean, I can't even cue this up. You're gonna actually have to wait for this one. What? But the newest, because I gotta get the sound link, because it got taken off the YouTube or whatever. Oh, so I gotta cue up the, the new thing. But the new Young Thug and Lil Yachty track on me, which is it's an interesting one. <laughs> we get some interesting flows for both of them over a pretty poppy bubblegum trap beat, um, and it's interesting. I'm gonna cue this up if you wanna give your thoughts. Um, oh, yeah, just my thoughts while you feel it up. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, it is definitely a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is definitely an odd song. Like, I don't, uh, is, I don't know if I like it. I've listened that's to That's what it. I, th- I think that's what it, like, I don't know if I like it just because it's that weird and, like, it falls the flow the, is so That's, like, classic Lil Yachty, though, where I don't know if I like it. Like, sometimes, and then I... Like, was it Bring It Back? Like, I was mm. like, this is just so bad, but it's, like, charming. I don't know if I'll listen to it. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's, like, a, a weirdness to it that's, like, charming. But, like, uh, sometimes that's, like, that weirdness is, like, catchy and I want to go back. Right. And I wouldn't necessarily say this is a song I want to go back yet. Right. So, and, I mean, he took a, he took a risk. And it was kind of a swing and a miss. I mean... I think Lil Yachty constantly takes risks. Right. Which is good, and I respect it. You gotta. A lot of misses. But like. sometimes you get a miss. And I think that's what's happening. I mean, the... Basically... That's it right there. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Oh, is it, though? No, it's right there at the top, right? But I'm, I'm scared. Click on it. Click on it. Click on it. Okay. I thought it was going to be, like, somebody's bullshit thing. Someone else's song? Yeah. But basically the thing we want to point out is this, like, weird country music flow that he gets into later. You'll see. Give me up and leave my feet. 
little Yachty verse over there. What's wrong? He does like this country blues voice that's really weird. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> you get the, I, I mean, I guess I get it, because Young Thug experimented on it with his, on his easy, breezy, beautiful Thugger Girls. He I listen this. to that, yeah. Oh, uh, well, he, he does do that, like, Young Thug does the country music version, it's, it is, like, jarring, but I don't know. With Young Thug, just because he owns these things, like, so well, I was, like, I was able to, like, be like, this is weird, but I kind of fuck with it. With, like, Lil Yachty, though, I'm just kind of, like... I don't know. I was just like, what are you, what's this, pal? What uh, you doing with that? I think it's interesting to me. This, like, these beats sound like, um, kind of like Japanese pop star beats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of like the really light and fluffy, kind right. of like Kyaru Pami Pami stuff. <laughs> and it's just really weird to hear a little Yachty like, doing his talk. Conway Twitty on it. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, it is different, which is good, but uh, I don't know if I. I like this song. Yeah, I'm, it's just I might just play it ironically a bunch, but yeah. I don't know if I'll ever have a genuine appreciation for this song because it's it's a weird one. I don't know. There's just something about it that I I don't know if I can vibe. Come on, come on, the lock of plumber. I love the the one part I like with it is he has like an ad lib where he's like facts, and like <laughs> voice in the background, and I was like, all right. Okay, it's like so weird, but yeah, that pretty much uh, ends hot or not, which means we only have one thing left to talk about, which is of course the Injury Reserve EP, small album. It's an EP, I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll give them that. It's like twenty minutes. But drive it like it's stolen. Their latest project uh, came out a few days ago. Injury Reserve. What have we not said about him already? We fucking love them. We want more people to listen to them. They come out with a 25-minute project. And honestly, I've said a million times when we've done short albums that I'm like, why? (laughs) Give me 45 minutes at least. Uh But I mean, there's no pressure of this being a debut. And honestly, I feel like it's a good like sampler. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you get all the different styles of Injury Reserve. You mm-hmm. get the introspective, melancholy song. You get the really experimental, weird songs. You get the hype songs. So you kind of see all of their range yeah. in terms of what Injury Reserve I, can really do. I think the biggest negative to me mm-hmm. is I, I think the weakest song on it is the first song. Mm. And it's like a really interesting, like, moody song. But, right. like, I think every other song is better. Yeah. That, like, a song I'd rather hear. So it's like, if I recommend it, it's gonna, it's not like the <laughs> hypest song. Like, if I recommend Floss, oh shit, it's the first song. Right. So people will be like, oh fuck. Right dude. away. 
But like the first song, I think it's okay, but it's not like a. I don't know. It's, it's like the, it's the Breaking Bad situation where people are like, "Oh, you just gotta trudge through that first season." I swear it gets really. I good do. Now. I like the first season. Of Breaking I know Bad. that was. It's a hard analogy to make because I'm like, "What do you mean? Season one's really good." But yeah. a lot of people say it's slow. But I say like season one Game of Thrones is slow. Yeah, like, that's true. But um, or but season yeah, after, one of Mad Men, oh, or like no. or like stuff like that. But like, yeah, the first song is is an interesting like weird like. Um, it's ex- very experimental. Very experimental. Yeah, it's just sure. like kind of like a bleep bloop. It's like bleep, bleep, <laughs> the bleep, beat bleep. is very interesting. It's just like bleep bloop, Let's bleep bloop. Pull that up, but it's bleep. like the beat is super interesting and weird. I think like a lot of times, like uh, I think it's just the it's too simple. I feel like I wanted something more out of that beat than what I got. It, it's all free. Like the the albums on SoundCloud and like. Right there. It's, right. it's everywhere. So many places. It is short, though, which is good. Beeply. 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 How do you, like, sit in your fucking studio and even, like, prepare to make a beat like yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. See your work. Need a lurk. It's all games in the dirt. They all lanes in the first. What's the issue? You were saying something must have missed you. You were playing something like a kid do. You were saying something fuck is this do? See your work. Need a lurk. It's all games in the dirt. They all lanes in the first. What's the issue? You were saying something must have missed you. You were playing something like a kid do. You were saying something fuck is this do? Yeah, one, two, three more niggas shot my crew. So, um, I would say, like, this this first song is, like, very moody and interesting, but it's not, like, uh, a song I, I'm, like, I'm gonna go back to a lot. Right. I think it sounds cool, but I, I, a, a song that I think is interesting and, um, and weird is Colors. Is one of, it's, like, one of the songs towards the end of it. And I think that kind of, um... A better, I like that we're just playing the weird songs, not even like the, <laughs> the catchy. Like they have really, really catchy songs. Nah, y'all don't get to hear none of those today. <laughs> so yeah, this is a, I can, it's like still like the it's still weird. The grass gets greener. It's also like more politically conscious song too. Yeah, there's definitely some depth to this song. All things ain't pink, bro. The grass gets greener. <laughs> yeah, Blue said we below the heavens, we ain't living in hell. But I've been blue since Sandra Blair was murdered in jail. And we know black and browns ain't living as well. All things ain't pink, bro. The grass gets greener. Blue said we below the heavens, we ain't living in hell. But I've been blue since Sandra Blair was murdered in jail. And we know black and browns ain't living as well. All things ain't pink, bro. The grass gets greener. Sub Zero MK, not arena. It's always against the gray, says Mr. Nicotine. I feel like we gave a really weird sampler with these two songs. All right, all right. Let's fucking do a hype song. Let the people really know. No, this is he. Yeah, th- that's a cool song. But, like, you take fucking... Are you doing boom or see what? Okay. Go ahead, get... 
Yeah, it's a great sampler pack, and there's a lot of interesting. Get the outros, fucking really. Outros really good. Yeah, it's a short song. I like those, like that they, they went with some shorter songs too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the transition from Ten Tense into this song is hype idea though. Right, so that's why I was like, I'll definitely listen to it in the context of the album. Outside of it, like I won't really go to it. Like I mm-hmm. want to see you sweat or boom yeah. boom boom, but like it, I'm still like if I'm listening to the album, I'm not gonna skip it. But mm-hmm. it's definitely just like, yeah, hey, this isn't the best. It, it starts from there. It's just like a hype transition. And, right. And it feels right. It just it just feels like that song just needed something to be like more oomph to it. Right. And it's like, as, yeah, as a sampler, I'd be like, awkward, like, yeah, just get past that first track. <laughs> like, it's weird, but trust me, stay with it. Stay with it. You'll get to, get to see sweat. Get to see sweat, and you'll be like, whoa, this is cool. Because you yeah. get to know a lot about them on this one. I mean, they have the introspective I song. I you learn a lot also on I mean, that's true. Stuff. But in yeah. terms of like a sample, like if this was the first time you're mm-hmm. hearing an Injury Reserve project, yeah. you get to learn a lot about them. Like North Pole gets into a lot of information about what both of them are mm-hmm. dealing with. Um, you get a nice little um, perspective on how they feel about the state of rap on mm-hmm. um, Boom Boom yeah. with uh, Richie with the T's verse where he talks about kind of like the two most annoying type of hip-hop fans he deals with mm-hmm. which is like one is the person who like likes them just because they're like not really talking about selling drugs or doing like the stereotypes you hear in mm-hmm. rap and you're just like oh boy I really could bond with your music because you're not swearing all the time or talking about this and that and he's like look but we're not gonna have as much in common as you think we do just cause like I don't know my music's somehow more palatable for you and like that's a really interesting thing he brings up and then also the <laughs> he makes fun of like the old heads who are like talking about hip-hop's gone to shit and there's no all this ghost writing and he's like dude literally like one of the pioneers of like eight like an early 90s gangster rap um nwa it's like a known fact that uh, ice cube wrote easy e's um verse for six four and <laughs> he has like the comic line where he's like it's in the movie they didn't even change that like i'm not saying anything bad about him but it's just like it's just a known fact that you're ignoring it's a known get... fact that dr dre ghost right like, yeah all, all of his music all of his raps were from other people mm-hmm. from eminem to everybody yeah so like i don't know yeah you're right it's just like a weird thing that people harp on yeah, it's, it's really there's fun. no basis yeah there's none but, it's stupid. So yeah, so you get to learn a lot about their what these guys are into, what their sound sounds like. So in that regard, I think it's a nice like jumping in point for injury reserve people for people who don't know much about them yeah. to like get the gist and then look at their other projects like Floss and um, Live at the Dentist office. office, which are pretty different, right? But this is a nice little sample that gets you kind of the best of both of those projects. I say Floss did lack in kind of like weirder right beats. Like they had like. I guess more experimental because there's kind of like the hard rocky one. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl with the gold wrist. Oh, yeah. nah, nah, nah. That was more, but it was less like kind of like weird to hip hop and more right. like a different genre. But like, yeah, I felt like Floss was lacking in some of the, the weirder stuff like colors. So it was nice to have like. Well, Live yeah. at the Dentist had a lot of them. Well, yeah, well, too many. Had a lot. Yeah. yeah, had a lot. 
So this is a nice little happy medium that shows both of the styles they're into and just kind of lets you know what Injury Reserve is about. Yeah, and it's, I think it's pretty cool. sick. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's pretty short, so there's not much to dive into, but pretty solid. I mean, I don't even know if we have to rate it. I give you it. Know, you know we like Injury Reserve. Yeah. Um, it's a short project. Definitely listen to it. Check it out. Yeah. Drive it like it's stolen on iTunes, all that good shit everywhere. The whole They have a whole cool stream on... Um, YouTube. I think that you can stream any of their albums. They have all the like YouTube versions. I think Sloss and Live the Dentist are both on their YouTube page. Well, they're they have a fucking sick visual for the album here with this little bad boy that you can definitely check. I out. feel like the opening track doesn't reflect those visuals though. Like it sounds like that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks. It's just fucking crazy looking. But um, yeah. It's- Pretty much gonna round this episode up, I think. Nice and easy. Number two awesomeless episode. Breezing in with a quick episode, man. Pretty short for us. I mean, there's not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we did we did stay on topic longer than we yeah we did. were. We, we, yeah, we we definitely like elongated this episode. Hmm, still Austin. Nah, just kidding. We love you, buddy. Um. Well, everyone. Just like with two people, it's just less to talk about. I That's guess. true. Yeah. Opinions they're gonna have uh, to go through. Wait. Let's uh. Review. What do you got? What do you got for the people? I'm gonna review something real crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm just scared. Gonna, I'm just gonna fucking pick something. Oh shit! What are you doing to these people? Everyone's strapping. I don't know. He's off the rails. This is unscripted. Yeah, yeah this is unscripted. I don't know what's happening right now. Hip hop. <laughs> God damn! What the hell? Okay, I wrote hip hop, and the first song that's. Uh, that's, that's not a, a mix. No, that's not a mix. It's far sides running. <laughs> wow. So let's review this real quick. All right. To clarify, I just wrote hip hop into YouTube. This is the first song that pops up. Which is like fire SEO. Which is really weird. <laughs> that's crazy. Far Sides Running? Um, well, I weirdly, you picked a song that I have a lot of information about. Wait, really? Um, yep. Shout outs to the Far Side. Love this song. It's a classic hip-hop um, staple. It's a song that features production from Jay Dilla, sampling the homie Stan Getz, uh, Fire Flames, Boston Overtrack. Um, it's just one of those things that shows off a lot of different things. It shows off the genius of Jay Dilla. The sample's crazy. I wish I could name the song off top so I could look even more like a crazy mm-hmm. person. But it's a, just, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, look up who sampled. Um, it's a sick Stan Getz uh, Boston Nova track. And it's just really cool because it's such a, like, small moment in this song that Jay Dilla found and was like, this riff is sick. Let me loop that. Um, but Farside is just one of those groups that kind of came in the uh, Tribe Called Quest era of hip-hop. Tribe Called Quest came out. They were and, called, like, uh, what, Native Tongues? Yeah, yeah. And there was just kind of this thing where people were like, what? Like, I can just make hype music off of jazz and <laughs> bossa nova samples? Mm-hmm. And the floodgates opened. But Farside was definitely a group that, like, 
sounded good doing it and that's showed they had a bunch of crazy styles i can't think of their names personally because i'm not that in depth but um they have some people who just have some crazy flows and weird sounds they have the fucking song passing me by where that's all shot backwards yeah they were just a really that was spike jones Jones? yeah Yeah, that was a spike jones video crazy so they they just have some really wild interesting music that's definitely worth checking out this album's actually really solid um, same, there's one, I forget what it's called, but it's them on the, uh, the album covers, like, them on a roller coaster. I want to say it's, like, Bizarre or something, something. Mm, I don't remember But shout-outs to Farside, they're great. They hate each other now, though, so well, really? it's Why? too bad. <laughs> I, I don't know what the beef started is, but they, like, do not hang out with each do, other. Do but it's weird, because, like, the two light-skinned members of the group still talk, and the two dark-skinned members are still friends. So you, if you go to see them now, they still perform, but they perform separately. And it's like the two duos, so you get the light-skinned version and the dark-skinned well, version. that's weird. But yeah, they're just like beefing, and they're not they're not squashing it. That's, that's so wild. <laughs> so I wild. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, uh, yeah, you, you weren't ready for me to have everything lined up for this Farside Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize you knew so much about Farside. Yeah. Well, I'm going to follow this up with a quick little Jay Dilla Fun fact. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't know, Jay Dilla is a the producer. Produced this song. He's like a legend. Your he, favorite rapper loves Jay Dilla. Yeah, your favorite rapper's producer loves Jay Dilla. Yeah. <laughs> Kanye West, um, Pete Rock, Flying Lotus, anybody, anybody, yeah, pays homage Every, to Jay yeah, Dilla. He's like genius, and part of his genius is the way he like samples music. Mm-hmm. Is like stuff that you just wouldn't expect as a sample, mm-hmm. and then he's able to like flip it or like use it in a very original way and one of them is uh, that song player yeah that's a really genius use of a sample mm-hmm. uh, by uh fucking what uh, what's her name oh my god oh my god did that song with kanye too mm-hmm. um uh, oh what i can't remember them they're from detroit uh oh my god i can't believe i forgot them I fucking forget, but it's like a genius sample because it... I'm so wait. This is bad. <laughs> what are the fucking this name of the? It's selfish with Kanye West, the song that they made. So I'm just gonna look this up real quick. Go go go! The um, people need to know. Uh, Slum Village. That's it. There Oops. we go. Yeah, so Slum Village, um, really great. <laughs> Even though I just forgot who what their names were, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the song player. Uh, you hear a sample of like this this voice going player, and you you just assume it's that because the, the song's called Player and they're rapping about that, right? But in fact, the sample actually just says Clayer <laughs> on it. But you would never in a million years notice that unless you listen to the original song and you like hear the context and you're able to like, oh wait, it just says Claire, and you probably just heard, oh, it sounds like Player. All right, let me just throw this and make the song around that, which yeah. is such a wild idea, <laughs> and it completely worked because I'm pretty sure nobody that listened to that song knows that he said that that sample saying Claire. It's so genius and such a just indicative of how cool Jay Dilla is, and mm-hmm. it's just awesome. Yeah. And that's been hip hop history with Mark and Enrique. Yeah. All right. Let's end. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode twelve of the Mondo Cool Podcast. We're here every Tuesday. 9 p.m. Pacific time. So make sure you're chilling in the chat with our lovely chat. We love y'all. And come through. And also subscribe to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. So wherever the hell you get your damn podcasts. 
Tune in. Leave a review. Leave a dang review. Support us. We love you. Love us back. You know what I'm saying? And on that note... Uh-oh. Mondo, Mondo! Oh, he's invaded! You Mondo. just showed up. Look at you with the perfect time. I'm late. You want to get started? Yeah, let's uh, do All right, it. Let's right? talk, guys. All right, so round two, round album. two. <laughs> Fucking fire. Let's uh, get... No, um... Right. If you want a real review, just stay tuned. Next time. You already know what it Little is. Little teaser. Bye, everyone. Wow.